This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You've seen her poetry and art all over Instagram. Even if you don't follow her, I have no doubt in the world that you've seen her colorful illustrations shared on people's stories and reposted on their feeds. Her name is Morgan Harper Nichols, and she has made her life's work about creating for the stories of others through music, words, art, and design. And I'm so honored to have her as my guest on this week's episode of Sounds Good. So all day, every day, Morgan gets countless emails from strangers sharing their stories with her. And she reads through as many as she possibly can. And she writes poems and creates art in response. She creates these things both as a gift for the person who bravely shared their story, but also for others out there who might also be in need of those words too. Morgan is a multidisciplinary artist, and as a musician, she's seen her song Storyteller garner over a million Spotify plays. And as an author, her self-published book of poetry has become a number one Amazon bestseller in inspirational poetry. Her Instagram has gained an audience of more than a quarter million followers. I loved getting to talk with Morgan about how she uses social media for good and how she finds a common thread through all the work that she does. I am Brendan Harvey, and this is Sounds Good. This is the weekly podcast where we have conversations with inspiring people who are rejecting cynicism and using their lives to make an impact. This show isn't your typical three steps to success podcast. We don't host this podcast for the sake of leaving you with a few bullet points on how to improve your life. We deeply believe that our lives are more complex than that. And so we show up here on Sounds Good to ask big questions, dive into nuance, and learn from each other's stories. So without any further ado, let's just jump straight into my conversation with Morgan. I found your work on Instagram probably about a year and a half ago, a year ago, around the same time that I feel like a lot of people did, where all of a sudden I was just seeing your beautiful work everywhere. Everybody was sharing it. Everybody was reposting it. And I was mesmerized because the work is beautiful, but there's a a huge level of depth to it. And what I was blown away by was the way that you so consistently are churning out creativity that comes from a deep place. And I know that from my own experience with creativity, you know, sometimes if, you know, when I'm going deep with creativity, I, I'll run dry after a little while. I'll, I'll kind of run out of creativity. And I was really drawn to the fact that you were creating so much consistently. Uh, and, and so now I guess I'm just a little bit rambling, but all <laughs> that to say that uh, you really caught my attention. And uh, I knew that I wanted to dive into 
uh, your story a little bit. And I was honored when you said yes to being on the podcast. It was such a pleasure to get to meet you uh, at Plywood Presents, the conference we both spoke at recently. Uh, and so I'm excited to get to talk today. Yes, I am as well. That that means so much. Thank you. Like I, it's just you never know when you're putting things out there. Like who's on the other end? Because um, I was a fan of what you do as well. So <laughs> that's a huge honor to hear that. And of course, it's an honor to be on this podcast as well. So well, thank you. That that, that means a lot. And. I guess I'm I'm just curious how you got started in the world of sharing poetry and art on Instagram. So the way I sort of arrived at sharing my poetry and art on Instagram came from a place where I I always like ever since the MySpace days, like I was always super curious by social media and I I love talking every- about the MySpace days. <laughs> yeah. I think my MySpace is like still up and like no shame. Oh like- <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so I was all into like Zanga and Blogger, like whatever it was, like I had an account where I would share. Um, but I noticed that, you know, there started to be and, and I was always very creative. I would share um, just recordings that I would record on my computer in high school of songs that I had written and I would share short stories. And I think we kind of hit this point with social media and I would say, at least this was for me around 2007, 2008, where it became a lot more like, it became a lot more normal for everyday people to share their personal lives. Yeah. And I always really struggle with that because I was typically very introverted and I already didn't have like a lot of friends. Like I didn't, I didn't like to be in photos. I didn't like to go out and do things. So I, I was one of those people that felt that pressure of like, I don't know what to share here anymore. You know, I was like, I used to get on the internet and share my art and things that I created. And that was, and I will almost always do it anonymously. Like I would rarely ever have like my actual name up there. I would just use different names. So once like Facebook started, popular it's to- it's the total opposite of that you know it's like your profile picture is your face it's your name and all of that so I feel like I and this was happening when I was in college so I, I went along with it but I started to kind of see social media as something that you just have to do you know it's like you mm. have to do it relevant or connected and you know it did have benefits like it's it was great to connect with family members when I was at college and you know they're back home and all of that and I just kind of felt like, okay, this is just like a thing that is just going to be a part of culture and society. And I just have to go along with it. Um, and I feel like I was in that place for a very long time, up until about a year and a half ago. And I was like, you know what? There's this massive chunk of a lot of people's day, which is social media. And for many people, specifically Instagram, and I'm like, why does it have to be something that I feel so like, it takes me so long to think of something to post. I'm like, this isn't, I'm like, this isn't even, even for work. I was like, this isn't something that it doesn't feel good. It's not fulfilling. I just feel like it's just yet another task. And I was like, what if I just started sharing the things that were just really on my heart and I just really felt led to share. And for me, that was words. It was, it was words. And if you know anything about like <laughs> the social media world, it's like, oh, don't post a lot of text. You know, no one's going to read text. <laughs> or, you know, it's like, there's all these rules about, and I, I'm not against, you know, any marketing lessons out there. I think all of that's really important, but I did sort of go against the rules in terms of what should be shared on social media. And 
I found that I was like, but I actually feel so much less stressed about it. And I actually feel like this is a place where I'm meant to be and where I'm meant to be encouraging people. And from there, I will say that it is just, it's really changed my personal life. And I just hope to encourage other people as well who may feel that pressure um, to share certain things or to be a certain way with their platform. It's like, there's a way that you're supposed to be in the world. And I think it's worth it to pursue that. I know that I definitely resonate with that idea that sometimes social media feels like a task and it's, you know, it's just something you got to, you know, add on your to-do list and you got to post regularly. Otherwise you don't exist. And especially kind of in the, you know, where social media becomes your job a little bit, you're like, all right, well, I guess I just have to do this. And I have found that usually it's, it's when I break the rules and just do the thing that feels natural and it feels like oh this is flowing out of my life and my daily cares whatever it is uh onto the screen that's when uh not only do i feel most healthy but it's also when i feel like people respond to the most people i think are are craving that you know not to use the word authenticity but you know i think people are craving that sense of authenticity and you can't manufacture it you've got to it's got to be flowing from a very real place yes for sure for sure and i like how you just said at the end there you know it has to flow from a very real place and one thing that i that i've had is my mom and my mom is someone who's also very creative and if my mom had had Instagram when she was my age, she'd be doing the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> She's actually a person that I look at and I'm like, you know what? You know, what was my mom doing? Like, I'm 28 now. I'm like, what was my mom doing in her 20s? I was like, she was starting a local magazine to encourage women in the area. And I was like, that's the kind of thing that I would be doing. Like, it's, it's, not, it's not that it's, it's bad. It's not wrong to have a lifestyle blog. It's not wrong to, to show up with your face and your personal story and lead with that. I love when people do that, but I had to realize I was like, you know, I, I may have a different angle. I may have a different approach. There might be a different way that I come at this. And I'm just so grateful that, that I was able to start to learn that. And I'm still learning that. Um, so yeah, that's just something that I'm, I'm really, really passionate about when, when people ask me questions about, you know, how do you, grow your brand or how do you do, you know, how do you get followers and all of that? I just tell people, I'm like, I honestly, I don't know. It's going to be different for every person, but the best thing you can do is try to find out those things that are true to you. And another thing that I'll, I'll even do sometimes is like, I'll think about myself at the age I am now, but I'll imagine that like I'm in the eighties or the seventies. I'm like, what is the 1970s version of this, you know? And that might thinking about like you know just about the pressure of the of technology the way it is now because technology is infinite like there's so many possibilities that sometimes it can just paralyze you that you don't know what to do you don't know where to start so I think it's cool to think about like you know what would I be doing this how, how would I do this if I were in my grandmother's generation or in my mother's generation like how would I how would I navigate this so um for some people that might be oh I would have had a talk show some others that might be at a radio show. I would have had a magazine. I would have published a novel. I would have been a speaker, you know, at a crusade. Like who knows what it is? Um, but I think that that could be really telling as to how you can even approach social media and you know the 21st century version of having a brand and. 
being out there. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. You're getting my gears turning now. That's, oh man, that's a fascinating way of looking at that. And I mean, I guess I started a, a newspaper in 2018, so I maybe accidentally did that. But yeah, I think, I think that's why it's so awesome. Like, I feel like, that's like <laughs> when I first found out about what you were doing, I'm like, yeah, this makes sense. I'm like, the world, <laughs> like, in a way, it's it's kind of timeless, you know. So, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you definitely did do that. It's awesome. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's it's really interesting to look at your work through that lens of, I mean, I guess maybe I'm curious how you would break that down. Like what, how would the work that you're doing be done, you know, decades ago? What Like what do you imagine, you know, using yourself as an example? Yes, I put a lot of thought into this. Okay, good. <laughs> so I, um, and a lot of this kind of ch- goes back to my childhood because like I, I'm a preacher's kid and I remember, I mean, my the church I grew up in was like a small church, like in the South. And the church office was like literally right behind the sanctuary. And we had this massive printer that was from probably the 70s. Like <laughs> it was not a 1990s printer. It was an older printer and it was massive. And I just remember being so fascinated watching my mom. My mom would get on print shop and she would make, whether it was like a, uh, the church fish fry or yard sale. She would put the little graphics together, or if she just wanted to put an encouraging message to to pass out to the mothers on Mother's Day, she would get on there and she would design something and she would just print out hundreds and hundreds of things just right there. And I remember just watching that like on demand, like happen on demand. I'm like, this is amazing. I was like, you can you can print things and hand them to people. So um, I wasn't allowed to use a printer, but what I would start doing as a kid is I would like draw things and I would just <laughs> hand copy them over and over and over again and uh, pass them out to people. So I think that I think that I would be doing this a similar thing. Like if I had just grown up with without anything past having a printer, I would have just been printing things out and finding ways to share them with people. In whatever way that looked like, whether it was a little tract or yeah. <laughs> a brochure, a magazine stapled together. I love that. Well, and what's interesting about that is that what that means when you take current technology out of the equation, it whittles down what you do down to the mission. Mm. So yeah. what I'm hearing is that your mission was to create beautiful things and then for those things to be received by people. The, those, the people would get them, that they would have them for free, that they would be a gift given to people. Uh, and it's beautiful that that's what you do on Instagram and you know, no paper required, no money required. You're doing the exact same thing. And if Instagram died tomorrow, it's not like your whole mission would be gone with it. Like you could, you could, you could go buy a printer yeah. uh, and you could start, you know, going back to your mom's era. That's amazing. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think about that all the time. I'm like, I think about the very unlikely possibility that all this goes away. And I'm like, what would that look like? I was like, like you just said, I would buy a printer. I would buy stamps, <laughs> you know? So it's, I, and I think that everybody has a version of that. You know, it's like, if someone's listening to this now and they're like, I have absolutely no interest in printing things out. That's okay. Like, you may <laughs> have an interest in, in speaking in front of people. You know, maybe you come alive in front when you're talking to schoolers or out doing things with your hands and you're outdoors. Like it's, it's different for everybody. But I think that I think that that's just like a, a creative way of looking at it that can 
really ignite or reignite, you know, your passions and your curiosities. I'm curious too, though, because you also had or have a career as a musician, as a singer songwriter. Uh, You've recorded an album on a label. You've been a part of projects that have been nominated for Grammys. And so I guess I'm just curious how music also fits into your greater artistic endeavors. Yes. So when I was in high school, I, my grandfather actually gave me a guitar and I taught myself how to play. And um, my mom is, like I mentioned, she's very creative. And she, when I was homeschooled also, my mom was like, oh, you should sing and write songs. And I was like, mom, no one does that. Like, I'm just... <laughs> All right, like this is, it's not that big of a deal. So my mom actually decided to make it an assignment. So I had to do it. She said, you have to write a song. (laughs) So I was like, okay, great. I mean, I was already writing poetry at that time. Um, I loved poetry in high school. So I was like, all right, I'll write this song. And I ended up writing this song. um, When I, I can't remember if it was the first or second song that I wrote. It was like a part of this assignment, but it was called Drowning. And it was a song that was just talking about people drowning in their circumstances and different things that they were going through and how we can't ignore those people. And sort of the main phrase in the song was, um, you know, they weren't waving, they were drowning. And we just have to, you know, we can't just look past people and what they were going through. And two weeks after I wrote that, Hurricane Katrina happened. Wow. And it was like, whoa, that I mean, I know obviously Hurricane Katrina affected a lot of people and, you know, I wasn't there, but it it really hit me Um, as a teenager, just seeing that happen. It really affected me. And a lot of the people who were affected by Hurricane Katrina actually came to Atlanta, where I grew up um, and were living in shelters. So what I actually did was I actually started going to shelters where people were, um, staying and I started singing for them and that was those are kind of my first shows that I ever did so for me even though I would consider myself more of an introvert and I'm not really I never really had like dreams of being like a performer I don't it's not I'm not against that I just never thought about it for me when I know that it's for a good cause and it's for a good reason and it could possibly encourage someone who's just been through unimaginable things like And if music happens to be the medium that can really communicate a message of hope, then I'm like, yeah, I'll show up with my guitar. So even so I I went through a season where I, um, I was doing a lot more shows and I was doing a lot more um, touring and I recorded a a full length album, lived in Nashville, did the whole thing. And, and I'm so, so grateful for that season. It pushed me beyond (laughs) like what I thought I was capable of. And I'm so grateful for that. And I still write music. I still make music. And, I'll, and I'm still writing new music now. And, I'm, and I'll hopefully release some more in the future. Um, but for me, it's just music has just always been, it's always been a part of the picture. It is hard, though. And I, and I feel like it's probably the biggest conflicting thing for me. And if you're listening to this and you're also a musician, but you don't really feel like you have the big personality that most people associate with a lot of musicians you know it is hard because you know a lot of times people associate like being an artist with having one type of personality and being one way so I've dealt with that a lot and feeling like I wasn't good enough and I couldn't tour and I couldn't be um, you know like other artists out there and I would even say that I started focusing on writing poetry out of that season 
Um, but now, now looking back on the past few years, it's like, you know, there's a place for all of it, you know, and, and it's, and I see how it all fits together now, even if I'm focusing on certain things more uh, in one season versus another. So that's something that I'm learning to have, have grace for myself <laughs> in and, and watching just to see how, how it all comes together in time. Hey, so have y'all heard about the Enneagram? It's this ancient personality typing system that is having a renaissance right now. And it's wonderful because it's focused on moving from a place of unhealth to a place of health. And in the Enneagram, I am an Enneagram type seven, which essentially describes me as optimistic, energetic, and outgoing. In many ways, it's many of the things that are true about this podcast. And I actually felt so connected with my Enneagram type that I bought Enneagram7.com and had it just set up to redirect straight to BrandonHarvey.com. And so that's why I'm excited to share that this week's episode is supported by Hover. Hover is the company that I trust to buy all my domain names from. They're incredibly easy to use and don't try to upsell you on anything. For years, I only owned BrandonHarvey.com and Then I slowly started buying more domain names from Hover as I came up with new ideas or found new things that I was interested in. I currently own soundskitpodcast.com and goodnewspaper.org, and both of those redirect to goodgoodgood.co, and I bought all of those through Hover. And just in case, I also own lookforthehelpers.club and goodnews.guide and becomegood.news. Um, and again, all of those I bought through Hover. And I even have a few domain names that I can't talk about yet because they're a part of a fun, soon-to-be-released project that I haven't told anyone about yet. But the first step towards making that project happen was making sure that I could buy the domain name for it. So whatever you do and whatever you're working on, you should totally get a domain name or five of them that represent the good that you're trying to do in the world. Just go to hover.com slash sounds good today and start shopping around for some cool domain names. You don't have to buy anything today, but just shop around. You might be surprised at how fun the experience is. It's, it's kind of my guilty pleasure. And if you find something that fits you perfectly, then go and use the promo code sounds good to save 10% on your domain name and to help support this podcast. Hover, making it easy to bring your passions and ideas to life. Okay. Now back to the rest of this conversation. I love that all of your different mediums are all different parts of a greater whole. You know, it, it's another tool for storytelling. It's another tool for uh, communicating ideas. You had a, a breakout song called, what was Storyteller. it? Storyteller. Yeah. And you're, you also released a book called Storyteller. And uh, I love that you've got multiple mediums kind of speaking to these same ideas and maybe even reaching people in, in different ways or maybe even reaching different people in ways that you couldn't reach with one medium or another. Yes, absolutely. I think that it's like different things hit us in different ways. You know, like sometimes it's, sometimes it's, it's a movie that we watch that really drive something home inside of us that we've been dealing with. Sometimes it's a song, sometimes it's a sermon, sometimes it's a poem. And I think that whatever, as an artist or creative, whatever mediums you have access to, use those. And, you know, sometimes they may be 
big monetized things, or sometimes it might just be something you give to someone as a gift. Um, you know, maybe you enjoy knitting, <laughs> handing someone a hand knitted scarf for Christmas. Like you never know what that could mean to someone, you know, it could mean that you end up having an Etsy shop, or it could just mean that's just the one thing you do. <laughs> and either way that there's beauty in that. And there's a way with connecting and sharing with others. And, and I think that that's my, my biggest hope with hopping around through all of these different mediums. You know, if anyone looks at the list of things I've done and they say, wow, she hops all over the place, you know, she's not consistent. I'm like, that's okay. I just want the message to be consistent. <laughs> like the, the medium, it can change. It can change. Who knows? I could, I could be into basket weaving next year. Um, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? So yeah, I'm really passionate about like, you know, just not, not, not pressuring, not pressuring myself to feel like I have to just stick with one thing. Um, but it's more important to stick with one message. That's good. That's really good. And I guess I wonder if the way that you choose to share work on Instagram is kind of in line with that idea because a lot of the work that you share, and, and maybe you can break this down in better words than I can, but a lot of the work you share is inspired by different people's stories. So, you know, you're you're basically keeping a fresh a fresh flow of ideas to talk about so that you're always able to kind of chase a new a new concept while also staying true to your mission of sharing and, and creating and uh, you know putting things out into the world as a gift. Yes, yes, absolutely. So a little over a year ago, I decided on my Instagram, I was in a place where I was starting to write and share more. And every time I would write something or I would share something, I would always think of one person, whether it was someone that I actually knew or it was sometimes even just someone I'd never met, just just someone who I knew they were going through something. And I would always, in a way, like attach everything I was writing to one person. And I, it took me a second to realize I was doing this. And once I realized it, I was like, wow, how cool would it be if I just invited people into the process and one at a time, I wrote something with one person in mind. So um, I started doing this uh, last year and I, I just started doing it just for free. Now, my my sort of job, if you will, like how I earn any income is just freelance art. So I do a lot of freelance design, some freelance writing. Um, but yeah, I've done a variety of things like that. So even for my, for my job, like it's, it's still really good to have just fresh ideas. Like you said, coming with a fresh perspective, because it's so easy to get kind of stuck in my own head. You know, I, I oftentimes I'm working at home by myself and I get really tired of myself and my ideas yeah. <laughs> quickly. It all starts to seem the same. Like even this morning I was, I was writing in my journal. I do this thing called um, morning pages. It's from the artist way by Juliet Cameron. And it's just where you're supposed to write just without, you know, without thinking, just write, write it all out. And even this morning I was writing like, I'm so tired of my own ideas. I need new ideas. <laughs> like I get so like in my, in my head about it. And what I, found, <laughs> what I've found though, is the second I start involving other people, it forces me out of my head. It forces me to remind myself of why I'm doing this. And it forces me on a daily basis to remind myself of, 
of just the the weight of what this world is going through. Um, there have been so many times as I what I do is what I do now is like it's just my my email inbox is just open. So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I'd like her to write something for me, I randomly select people every single day. Every single day, I select at least one person, and sometimes up to twenty or thirty. If I'm, and the most I've done, I think, is fifty um, in a day of just wow. writing and writing. So I'll, I'll do this, and when I open my inbox and I'm I'm reading messages from people from all around the world, like it really puts things in perspective. And it's all anonymous, so I, I don't want to get into specifics of things that yeah. I, I that I read. But it covers every spectrum; like it, it covers the whole spectrum. It covers the spectrum of things that you see going on in a political sense, things that you see going on just in an economical sense. It's it's across the board, and I don't think that these people are are sharing these things with me because. I'm just some amazing, incredible artist, but I just think that people want to be heard. And it just, it just feels good to know that, wow, what I'm going through is validated. I, I'm free to share the story with someone. I'm free to have the story out there for someone to listen. And a lot of the messages that I receive, um, I see this, some variation of this at the end of the message where someone will say, I'm not even sure if you'll read this, but it just felt really good to get it out. And messages like that, that just put so much perspective into my work. Um, it just, <laughs> it totally knocks down my tendency to, to want to be a perfectionist and everything to be right and to only put out my best work. And, and I only want to put out the things that sound clever and are deep. And it just knocks all of that down. And just reminds me, you know, that's not what it's about. Um, yes, we should give our all to our work and we should want to put the best out there. But the best that we can do is to is to be there for other people and to find a way to listen to others and and help them see that they're that they're worthy of being heard. So that's my hope with Instagram. I just want people to see my page, whether it's on Pinterest or Twitter, I just want, it, want people to know that, hey, you are heard and you know what you're going through in your story, it matters and you have not been overlooked. Beautiful. And it's so, I think a lot of people could could hear that and go, oh, Morgan, you should be charging you know, $5 per person. You should be charging $50 per person. You honestly should be charging a lot more than that. What's your response to that? You know, why are you, you know, keeping everything free. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, the reason why I started it, um, made it free at first was because, I, and I didn't articulate it this way in the beginning, but I realized that even though I, I, what I'm doing, it will be considered generous. It's not very natural for me to be a generous person. I mean, I'm a, I'm a kind person and I, I will give, but when it comes to me giving to others, I always feel like I don't have enough to give. So it's not like a selfish thing. I'm just like, why would anyone want something from me? You know, like, why would anybody want, you know, something that I create? So by starting it out for free, it was a way for me to, to be reminded that, hey, like, you've got to work on this. <laughs> you know, you can't assume that what you have is not enough. Um, because there would even be times like I remember 
like back in college, like where someone would want to come over and I would make up an excuse that I'm like, ha, oh, I don't have enough room for people to sit. You know, it's my place isn't this. It's not that. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not a good entertainer. I'm not a good hostess. And I think that and I'm just, I'm just being totally real. I'm <laughs> just about like, like <laughs> just feeling like, oh, I'm, I'm not good enough. And that can, that can affect our generosity. And I found that in my life. I was like, this is not good. I'm like, I'm the product of people who have been generous to me. I'm the product of people who have taken time that they may not have even had to spend time with me. My my parents, mentors, youth pastors, professors, people who probably had a thousand other things going on in their life. They still took the time to pour into me. So that's something that I have to think about. I'm like, you know, so who am I to say like, oh, I don't have any time, you know, when yeah. I'm the product of that. So for me, it definitely is a challenge putting out a lot of free work out there and, and managing it with my job, but it's it's worked out. And what I started doing, um, I just closed it, but a few times a year, what I'll do is I'll actually offer where if you would like to um, actually get in the queue and not wait to be randomly selected and I'll, I'll have people in a queue, you can donate any amount, and that will guarantee that I'll write something for you. So I have done that, and that's been really good. That's that's helped a lot, and it's helped me able to give uh, to the project even more. But even that, I try to keep it down to like a minimum because it just gets kind of crazy. Um, it's also been really cool too because I, I'm putting out so much work, and um, this year I I had a list of brands that I wanted to work with. And I worked with all of them. That's incredible. It's so cool because it's like I'm putting out so much, and I think just the story of the story of of what I'm doing, it's getting out there, and it and it's getting out there to people who I look up to and who I would like to work with. So that that's been really exciting because other opportunities have come, even if it's not directly from the project, but the story of the project does, you know, it raises awareness for you know what I'm doing as a whole. So. That's been something cool that I didn't expect, <laughs> but um, yeah. So I'm still figuring it out all the time. You know, it's like, how long am I going to do this project? I'm like, I don't know. I've been doing it for a year and a month now, <laughs> um, and I still, I still enjoy it. It's, it's like become a part of my daily life. Like some days, I may only be able to give like just like you know an hour to it. Um, like in the morning, I'll wake up really early and I'll just write and. Um, yeah. So <laughs> we'll see where it goes. Whether you quit this, you know, project tomorrow or whether you do it for years, you have this community on social media who has rallied around, you know, this idea of, you know, diving into deep, meaningful ideas through beautiful art. Tell me a little bit about this community that's rallied around this. Like tell me about your followers and the people who align with this. Yes. Yes. It's been really exciting um, for me just to see the the faces and, and get to know some of the people who have become a part of this community, because I, I honestly feel like a lot of the people who are in this community are very different from me. Um, like it, in terms of nationality, ethnicity, like age, it has been very diverse. Um, and I'm always like, reading messages and reading comments and responding to comments. I'm like, I don't see like one kind of person here. <laughs> I see a lot of 
like-minded people. And that's something that I still can't figure out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know how that happens, but I'm grateful for it. And the closest that I can, that I can think to it, it's just that, you know, we have all of these things that make us so different, but there are also these things that we're all so similar on and, so many of us are just searching for answers and we're searching for hope. And we've been through things that don't have easy answers. And we get on social media sometimes just to, just to distract ourselves, you know, from things that are going on and to, or just to be encouraged or inspired. And I know that might sound generic or cliche, but that's honestly just what I think is, is at the core of it. I think that you know, we live in a very broken world. There's a lot of division. There's a lot of things that, that point to, you know, things that we have to work on and things that we have to overcome. And I also think that that could possibly be a way of, of bringing us together and, and showing one another, wow, like maybe we aren't as different as we think we are. Um, you know, maybe we have more in common than we do. So I always get excited when I see like in the comments, like other people encouraging each other. And then you click on their profiles and they're totally opposite people, like in every way. Yeah, And I see that happening and it just makes me so, it makes me so happy. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, sure. I made the post and created the space, but I'm like, this is so much bigger than me. And um, I've, I've hosted two workshops this year, one in February and one in July workshops here in Los Angeles. And the only place where I advertised the workshop was on Instagram. And both times, I mean, that room was filled with people from all over the world, from every walk of life. And I was just like, so blessed by that. (laughs) I was like, I I couldn't have planned this. Um, So that's just something that I want to continue to to cultivate a little bit more. It's a little bit hard as an introvert. Um, I'm not the strongest community organizer. <laughs> I'm just that that's not a strength of mine. But at the same time, I've, I've been surrounding myself with people who that is a strength of theirs um, to do even more with that and, you know, start more conversation. This is something that I've, I've always wrestled with, where on one hand, we all have our unique strengths and talents and abilities. And I think that we're ultimately built to lean into those things. And so the fact that you're introverted is what allows you to spend time diving into your thoughts and feelings uh, and, and creating art out of those things. Whereas, you know, I'm a lot more extroverted. I have a very hard time doing that. And so you're uniquely built for the work that you're doing. But also at the same time, we all have the ability to grow and evolve in things that aren't our strengths. And, you know, so I'm trying to learn how to be more contemplative and how to spend more time alone with my thoughts and maybe create things out of that stillness rather than momentum. And it sounds like you in many ways are saying, okay, well, how can I, you know, build, you know, community with a little bit more energy? And it's interesting how we get to focus on both. And it's okay that there's a struggle. It's okay that it's not easy because that's that's why we're doing it uh but then also the things that are easy it's like yeah lean into that keep on creating out of that you know abundance of talent and experience and passion yes i i totally agree with that and i love how you said that you know it's okay to struggle i i totally believe that and that's something that i try to be very open about as well i love to share with people um like when i got ready to do my 
both of my workshops. <laughs> like I was on Instagram, like, Hey guys, just so you know, I'm super nervous about this today, <laughs> um, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to show up. And <laughs> I got so many like, like comments, like at the event, they're like, I'm so glad you posted that because I was nervous about coming too. And I was like, you know, I think, I think that if we can, the more we start to just share these things that we're struggling with, like it can, it can start the way for growing in that area, if that makes sense. So totally, um, I found it very helpful. It's like when I'm, when I'm talking about it and when I'm open about it, um, that, Hey, this is really hard for me. And I feel like there's just this, but, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> you know, I'm just do it afraid. Like that's what courage is. I'm, I'm just going to have to do it afraid. So um, that's something that I've been trying to communicate more and more and not just to others, but to myself and to just remind myself that there are going to be things that I struggle with and there are going to be things that just do not come naturally to me, but that doesn't mean they can't be done. That doesn't mean that fruit can't come out of those things. So that's something I'm learning a lot with, um, public speaking and even doing this podcast. <laughs> it's just like, it's just learning how it's like, yes, you have to spend a lot of, do a lot of mental prep work to be able to do a podcast, but it's going to be awesome. And I believe in this and it's and good can come out of this as well. So that's something it's that already I, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad that you uh, stood up to the fear. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so much. Like it's, it's definitely an honor to, to be able to share with someone who I feel like has a like mind. Like I, like I already said, I, I love what you're doing. Um, I love the community and when I got my newspaper in the mail, I was so excited. I was like, yes. Yeah, so. Well, we should mention that, that you contributed to the most recent issue of the good <laughs> newspaper. You talked earlier about how you know, you're freelance and, uh, you know, sometimes you make money by people hiring you. Well, like my company got to hire you, which is super fun. And so you designed the beautifully designed centerfold poster, which quotes uh, a quote from Bernice King, daughter of Martin Luther King. Uh, and you crushed it. You knocked it out of the park. It's beautiful. It's hanging on my wall right now. What? Wow. I, I feel so honored. I was, I was so happy about that entire process. Like it was so exciting. The quote, the design, everything. So that was a, a dream, a dream collab. I really enjoyed that. I mean, it's so fun seeing people who are ordering the paper or who subscribe and they, they get the paper every single issue. And, you know, they're like hanging it up on their wall. They're putting it in their classrooms. It's beautiful. And I love, you don't have a printer. You know, you <laughs> you put yourself up on Instagram, but I happen to have a printer. So I'm really glad that I was able to, you know, print out your artwork and mail it out with a bunch of stamps to a bunch of people. Yes. And I, I love that. I love that. Yes. I, I'm, I love that you're you're printing and you're getting it out there. And I, that's probably why I was even more excited <laughs> to be a part of it. <laughs> I guess I want to wrap up on, on this question that, you know, you have this community that you built online uh, and you have this mission that, you know, that stands regardless of the medium. I guess I'm curious, where do you want to take things from here? Where, you know, where do you see your mission taking you and, and where do you want to lead people and how do you want to leave people feeling with the work that you're doing? That's such a good question. Well, the first part in terms of, you know, where I, I sort of see this going. Um, another one thing that's really been a challenge for me, it's like, I'm not really good at setting goals. Like, I know that's not like the 
inspiring person thing to say. I'm like, <laughs> but I'm just not. Like, it's, I'll say it goes like, oh, I want to write a book at some point. Like, it's so, it's just not, it's, yeah, I have to work on that. But um, that actually was one of my goals to write a book at some point. But I was actually reached out to by a publisher and they found me on Instagram. Yes. So I'm actually working on a full color book that's going to have all uh, new material in yes. it. And I'm, it is a dream come true. I was like, this is a goal that I should have set. Um, <laughs> I was like, it's exactly what I want to do. So um, yeah, I'm in the process of still working on that book right now. That's That's been a huge, oh gosh, it's, it's just been a huge dream come true. And in terms of just, you know, where I want to lead people, that's something that I think about often. Um, just because, you know, when you are putting things out there, it's like you do have you do have the ability to influence others. And that's something that I don't want to take for granted ever. And one thing that I'm super passionate about is um, helping people not just think for themselves, but to, to see that whatever their life looks like right now within their, within their story, yes, you may read things that are inspiring, but there's something inside of you and it's something inside of your story and what you've been through that is also inspiring. And it's worth it to, to to look at your life on a daily basis and say, you know what, I did make it through that, or I am going through this, but there's also this. So to just encourage others to to be able to grow in in self awareness and and just the knowledge of what they believe and who they are, and to just encourage them on the journey and. And not that, you know, it's not bad to be encouraged by others. It's not. It's great. Community is awesome. I'm a product of people who have encouraged me. But I do think that sometimes with the way, especially with technology is now, there's so much being put out there and there's a lot of really good things being put out that it can start to seem like, oh, that's just for the creative types or that's just for the the famous types or people who have money. They're the ones who make the difference. They're the ones who can, you know, change the world. And I just don't believe that. <laughs> I believe that we all have something that can make a difference in, in our lives and in the lives of those that are around us. Man, I have been such a fan of Morgan and her work and who she is for such a long time. And I'm so glad that I finally got to sit down and have this conversation with her. That was fun. That was a good conversation. I highly recommend diving a little bit deeper into Morgan's work. You should totally order her book, Storyteller, from Amazon. It's beautiful and it's bright yellow and I love my copy. And if you haven't already, you should absolutely follow Morgan on Instagram. Her username is at Morgan Harper Nichols. And while you're at it, you should totally go and share some of her photos, some of her artwork on your story, uh, just because, you know, who knows who's going to need those words today. If you're new to Sounds Good, we would love for you to stick around. If you liked this conversation, you would also love my conversations with inspirational artists and writers, Amber Ray and Mira Lee Patel. You can find both of these episodes and more than 100 other episodes by searching for Sounds Good wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure that you hit subscribe to keep on getting more inspiring conversations with incredible people delivered to your phone while you sleep. And when you have an episode that you especially love, share it on Instagram. Take a little screenshot, post it on your story. We are always so honored when people share the things that connect with them on Instagram. 
This podcast is created by me, Brandon Harvey, as a part of Good, 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 a community that believes in the power of celebrating good news and becoming good news. Chad Michael Snavely and the team at CM Studio edit and mix the show. You can get lots more hopeful stories on social media by following us everywhere at Good, Good, Good CO. And we also create a beautiful quarterly newspaper that celebrates the people, ideas, and movements that are changing the world for the better. You can order it today, and you can also just see what else we do at goodgoodgood.co. We also create a free email newsletter called the Good Newsletter, and every single week we send out five pieces of good news from around the world. You can subscribe to that at goodnewsletter.org. And on that note, that is a wrap for this week's episode. Go out and do some good this week, and we'll be back next week with another inspiring story from an incredible person. Sound good? Sound good?